Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about Xenon, the sequel. Ooh. So excited. Are, you're not excited though, but I'm excited. I liked this. At least I like this a lot better than the first one. Yeah, it was better. It was better. Yeah, but also Thank to God. be fair... We watched the first one a year ago. I know. It's our one-year anniversary. I know. I feel like, honestly, it took us, like, too long to say that. It took us probably a minute to say that, but that was still too long. It's our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this for (laughs) probably about 11 months too long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dang. But, uh, yeah. One year. Yes. Happy one year. Thank you. I don't have so, a gift. I'm working on it, but it's oh, just no, taking I mean, a minute. I, I promise I'm working that's, on that's it. tough. Okay, I promise I'm I working mean, on it. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Okay, I believe you. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, speaking of running times that were too long, um, which I'm saying is us at a year, um, the running time of this movie was an hour and 29 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Again, I've kind of figured out the chunk that was completely unnecessary and that we could definitely take out of this movie, and I will get to that later on. But there... Okay, good. I again, like, exists I like saving it yeah, it, for when there's context. Yeah, for sure. It exists. Absolutely. Oh, good. Oh, good. But yeah, I mean, it didn't feel that long to me, probably because I watched it at like 1.25 slash 1.5 speed. Oh, that's nice. How'd that happen? How'd you do that? You know, some of some of those illegal streaming services, they really have your back. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, the one I didn't I used did not have that, unfortunately. Okay. Well, look, mine was really watching out for me. Who directed this movie? Uh, Manny Cotto directed this movie. Um, his his known for us are producing the show Twenty Four from two thousand five to two thousand ten. A movie called Dr. Giggles that he was the writer on from 1992. Interesting. Um, He was a producer for Dexter from 2010 to 2013, and he was a producer for the show 24 Legacy from 2016 to 2017. Good for him. Yeah, I... Must be Francis Keeper Sutherland. Oh, did he do the first one? What do you mean? The 24? Yeah, he was a producer on the regular 24. No, I, I mean the first Xenon. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. No, he did not. <laughs> I was like, yes, I just read it. Duh. Um, yeah, uh, no. Does anything I, you can do not talk about Xenon? <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure he was not the director on the first uh, Xenon. Okay. Well. Darn. Great. Must have been it busy. Shows. But you said Manny Cotto, like that was like someone that I should know. Like, do do we know him or no no it's just like an easy name to say finally um he did he did win an uh a primetime emmy for his work on 24 in 2006 and the emmy was for outstanding drama series um so congrats obviously and obviously you shared that with like 15 other producers but i mean good for him he has an emmy sitting on his mantle what do i have (laughs) what do you have (laughs) I do not have an Emmy or anything close to it, so. You have a Brody, and, like, that's prize enough. Oh, my God. He's the best. Yeah. I digress. Um, okay. So, starring in this movie is Kristen Storms playing Xenon Carr, the one and only, and her known fours are Days of Our Lives from 2000 to 2004, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century from 1999, I forgot that was, like, from 1999. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. General Hospital from 2005 to 2018. So many uh, soap operas. I forgot what soap operas were called for a second. Um, and then Kim Possible's So the Drama from 2005. And she was, like, Bonnie, I think, in Kim Possible? Yeah, yeah. yeah she was Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, what's crazy is that looking at these dates, so she was doing Days of Our Lives while she was doing... Xenon the sequel, which is interesting that she was like doing That's Disney crazy. stuff, but also like soap stuff, which is weird. That is so weird. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. That would be, like, such a polar opposite. Neither of which demands, like, high-quality acting, but, like, she would... Like, that's just... She's busy, which is good. Also starring in this movie is Shadia Simmons, who plays Nebula Wade. Uh, She... Her known for us are Strange Strange Days at Blake Holsey High from 2002 to 2006, The Color of Friendship from 2000, Life with Derek from 2005 to 2009, and Xenon the Sequel. Wow. Yeah, she's... Yeah, for sure. Well, and then after um, Life with Derek, she pretty much quit acting, and she's now a teacher after finishing her undergraduate and master's degree in New York, because she's originally from Canada. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Life with Derek, and then also, um, I feel like Color of Friendship was probably Canadian, too, and didn't they, they made Xenon in Canada, too, right? Yeah, I think it was, we found out it was, like, Vancouver or Toronto, or, I don't know, it was that one of the big right. cities, but yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, like, Linda Nova looked like Hawaii or something. Oh, yeah, totally. And then also in this movie is Robert Curtis Brown, who I've never heard of, and he plays Mark Carr, who's Xenon's dad. I don't know why he's in the stone forest, but I guess we're about to find out. Um, And he was in Trading Places from 1983, The Men Who Stare at Goats from 2009, Catch Me If You Can from 2002, and Dream Girls from 2006. And he holds two degrees from Yale, a bachelor's in English and theater studies, and uh, uh, he has a master's from the Yale School of Drama. So he is a regular Carmen. Uh, I forgot what Carmen's last name was from Sister in Traveling Pants. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant from from Glee. Um, oh. Yeah, well, he's I kept like wanting in to say San Diego. Like, <laughs> like, I know it's not I know, San I was Diego. thinking that too. I was like, San Diego. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah oh. when anybody says Carmen, I think of San Diego. But, um,. Uh, yeah, but he's in, like, some big movies, I feel like. Like, he's definitely worked. Um, I mean, Dreamgirls, Catch Me If You Can, with both Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I mean, Trading yeah, Places, Carmen's I think, last name is Lowell, by the way. I would have never come up with that. Me neither. No way. No, no. But yeah, so, I mean, compared to some of the people, it's compared to the other people in this movie, he's, like, as big as they come. So... <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, also in this movie is Stuart Pankin, uh, who plays Commander Edward Plank. He's, his known for are Congo from 1995. That doesn't sound like a great movie. Um, not necessarily <laughs> The News from 1983 to 1990, Striptease from 1996, and Fatal Attraction also from 1997. Also doesn't sound like a good movie. <laughs> well, like, yeah, he's been in some risque stuff for being a Disney person, or being, you know, hired by Disney, so I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, okay, well, huh, I felt, I felt like he looked familiar. Exactly. I, I think I remembered him from maybe Fatal Attraction, but I'm not sure. No. I mean, for me, it wasn't from any of those movies. I feel like he must have been mm-hmm. in, like, some other kids' movie, but maybe I just probably. recognized him from, like, Xenon, you know? <laughs> maybe. True. That's probably Entirely true. Entirely possible. Fatal Attraction's a good movie, though. And I've seen it relatively recently, so, like, maybe that's what it was for me. Yeah, it's It's not going on the list. Uh, No, I don't think that's in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) And it was, like, way before I was born, so there's no way we're... Yeah, no. Oh, do you want to do the trivia? Because you, like, found it. (laughs) Sure, there's very little. Um... So, Raven Simone, who originally played the role of Nebula in the first Xenon movie, was unable to reprise her role due to a commitment to filming Dr. Doolittle 2 at the same time as the Xenon the sequel uh, filming. So, my question, was this a good or bad career move for Raven? Here's the thing. I had no idea there even was a Dr. Doolittle 2, and I think that's enough of an answer. Yeah, but, like, was... Was Xena the sequel, really? I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel yes, like they're both like... it is. Like, it's great to have lots of work coming in, but, like, is this the work you want? Yes, it is. <laughs> Nebula Wade is iconic. How dare you? I mean, maybe... Okay, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. Yeah. 
come on. But also, I completely forgot that Raven was in the first one, so. <laughs> I think that, um, okay, so Shadia, Shadia uh, Simmons did such a good job that, like, I liked her better than I liked Raven. Like, I liked her in this spot better than I liked Raven. Yeah, I mean, same, but I feel like that's not a high bar. No, but, like, Raven is such an iconic person that I feel like most people would be like, oh, I like Raven better just because it's Raven. But, like, I think Shadia did, like, a really good job. Yeah, she did. Agreed. She had big shoes to fill, and I think she did a good job. She's definitely an early contender for a character to keep an eye on. True, exactly. She's not mine, but, like, early She's contender. not mine either, but, yeah, for okay. sure. I wonder if we have the same one. Wow. Um, and then also, the film takes place in 2051. Good stuff. Good That's stuff. <laughs> not too far away. That's all. It's it's really not. Like, Xenon's birthday is coming up. Like, her... The day of her birth. Not, like, her annual <laughs> birthday. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So... Do <laughs> that was, like, the worst, like, preamble part I feel like we've ever done. Oh, God. I mean, in uh, true... In our true, like, we have to basically equate it to our very first episode. So, I mean, you know, what do you do? Yeah, look, trying we to didn't get have as close material. to the first as possible. Well, again, the same thing with Smart House. Like, it's hard to, for these, um, for these Disney Channel original movies. It can be really hard to find um, information on them, like especially trivia and stuff like that. There's just not that much out there, and on top mm-hmm. of that, there's like no box office number there's just like nothing there's no information so yeah because they we do what didn't we can. see the box office but yeah i mean look exactly. and also there's, like they don't these... win awards they don't do shit like there's just nothing and these stars don't have the greatest uh resume no either. and there's like not that much information either yeah there's just not that much out there so, so we're gonna want to waste it. your we're time gonna... We're going to move you on to the place where there actually is a lot of there there, and that's the plot. We have a lot of plot to get through. Exactly. Um, but do okay. we... Do we, but before first. we get to our plot, but <laughs> yes. first, uh, make sure you go to tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about our show. There, you will also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy stuff to support the show. Charity starts at home. Um, and also, while you're listening to this, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars, which is easy as pie. And if you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. I don't Checking think we got any new right reviews now? this week, but again, oh, we got, forgot I think to we check. got another rating. Yeah, which is fine. I love that. Yeah, we got another rating, which is fantastic. Love a rating. Perfect. If you're lazy, do a rating. I, I don't think I've ever written a review. Actually, that's a lie. I've written a review for this. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, it's all ratings. And, like, the ratings, I think, probably do just as much. So, like, yeah, just leave for it a, sure. like, give it a rating. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so also be sure to talk about our podcast to pretty much anybody you can get to listen. Friends, coworkers, parents. Um, the person in the bathroom still next to you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere that you can. Uh, spread the word of TBT AMP like you would Jesus Christ or, I don't know. Or like you would dirty socks all over super glue nail polish. Oh my God, that was crazy. I it wasn't it. even nail polish, it was just glue. Yeah, or as you would, not even dirty socks, just as you would glue as nail polish onto someone's toes cute <laughs> so cute <laughs> which also like side note i i could talk about this later i don't think i've ever like put on socks after like getting my toes done and not like physically yeah. checked to make sure that it was dry because that's like one yeah, of my biggest no, why was she not wearing is, like, flip-flops going through the effort of like doing your nails and then like finishing up and like getting a sock print in it like not not ideal so i've yeah and it like ruins your socks too so no can't relate yeah no don't do that that was margie yeah worst name ever bitch um okay (laughs) so 
Um, if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtamp. Um, and you can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts as well. Mine is at Miranda Johnson, M I R A N D I J O H N Z O N. And mine is at Mac is Cheesy. Uh, that's M A C K is Cheesy. Woo! We did it. Yay! Perfect. It's over. Moving Bye, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Sorry, I had to burp. Okay. okay great. <laughs> Fantastic. So. Let's see here. Sorry, I was opening up. Do you want me to start or should you? Well, I'll start because it gives us, um, well, the little intro that it gives us. So it gives us a little bit of a Star Wars type of uh, intro thing. (laughs) And it scrolls through this, like, basically. All you want. (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of, like, it's like a kiddie Star Wars. It's like a really lowbrow Star Wars but um it does this like scroll through thing and it um instead of doing like an exposition or any kind of recap it just straight up tells us in a paragraph what has happened since the last movie (laughs) which I love honestly I respect yeah oh yeah for sure I have never like ever since doing this podcast I'm like okay so like any if anybody ever wants to make a movie you basically don't have to do like any kind of plot development that you need like don't even do introductions or anything like that. Just, like, put it all in the beginning of the movie. Just do, like, the exposition or just write a paragraph, have a flash across the beginning of the movie, and then just go forward. Like, yeah. it just amazes me. It, it never ceases to amaze me. But anyway, the intro says, uh, When we last saw Zenonkar, she was everyone's favorite heroine. But, like, uh, helping. I Well, obviously, C- Commander Plank has hated her forever and, like, will continue to hate her forever. Yeah. I mean, it's very obvious, but, like, they give, they for some reason let her do whatever she wants. So, helping to save her beloved space station from the evil plot to destroy it. Now, a year later, Xenon is at the top of her game. She can go absolutely anywhere, do absolutely anything in her space day, and is a trusted member of the crew. However, Xenon is also 15 years old, and everything in her stellarious life is about to change forever. Bum, bum, bum. That was so enthusiastic. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, Great. Cool. You know, I can only do so much. Okay. So, Xenon has accidentally created a game in a restricted area of the space station where she's unknowingly opening and closing the door to uh, Commander Plank's office, along with, like, the airlock, kind of. I don't know. I feel like they should have a better airlock system. Because yeah. We'll get to it. It was not good. Um, so she causes like all of his office furniture to escape into outer space casually. Just a lot of space litter. I go into it later, but like just so much space litter. Um, and then we also find out that Greg from the first movie dumps Xenon, which uh, she's too good for you, bro. Um, and as a punishment for the office disaster, Commander Plank revokes Xenon free, Xenon's free roaming pass and assigns her a job working in the alien patrol lab with Orion, who's like this weird loner nerd guy. But he's, he's super like, cute. Okay. Yeah, he's like really Thank you. cute. Okay, and so Xenon sees on the news that her favorite pop star, Protozoa, who you definitely remember from Zoom, 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 you know, um, Mm -hmm. he has not been seen in public for a solid year, which is goals, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that, like, he just, like, disappears and, like, no one seems to, like, I don't... Do they know he, like, got back to Earth? Or you does anybody, weird. like, have I a clue? say aspirational. I mean, it's just, like, <laughs> they know he's safe, though, right? Does anyone know he's, like, safe? Or... I, it, yeah, they That don't, was just really they weird. They don't know. Maybe he's had some tax fraud issues in China. You know, later in the movie, Margie suggests that maybe the aliens, like, actually kidnapped Protozoa. And, like, it's not that crazy of an idea honestly the first time. But no exactly like considering no one has a clue where the dude is like not that far-fetched considering no one has any other bright ideas yeah so when xenon is playing the game 
earlier on before we find out about protozoa and greg and whatever mm-hmm. we she says this like she's played this game before yeah i invented this, this game yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. but like it seems like this is the first time it's happening because like this is the first time his office is getting really messed up. So but like, it looks like she's selecting the room. Yeah, it looks like she's selecting the room Ooh. that she's doing it. Like, she's on, like, a map kind of at first, and she, like, goes to the room. But, like, obviously this is not a game. Like, how dumb is this 15-year-old <laughs> girl that, like, she just, like, walks into a room and is like, oh, this is perfect. But, like, obviously this has a purpose, and you're just a moron if you think that this isn't affecting anything it was just really weird xenon moron same thing completely i could not agree more um yeah that's all i was gonna say okay great (laughs) great Uh, The U.S. military has taken control of the space station, and General Hammond has been sent to command the station. When the general arrives, he assigns Xenon to take care of her old arch-nemesis, Margie, who is actually his daughter and is just as demanding and rude as she was on Earth. No surprise there. Margie holds Xenon and her family's fate on the space station over her head to ensure that Xenon is nice to her. To get back at Margie for asking that she give her a pedicure, Xenon glues her socks to her toes. Yeah, as we talked about this iconic scene, you cannot forget. It is so great. And then Margie goes back to her room and tries to, like, pull off her sock and it won't come off. It's just, like, and that was such a great hard. Like, thought. that must have hurt. Yeah. When it was, like, it, it's just gross. Like, then you have, like, sock fibers and stuff all over your feet. That's just nasty. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I also need to say that uh, for the best car insurance rates online, go to the General. Save some time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good um, one. And... If you're if you're trying to picture the general, which we I think we just keep calling him the general throughout, um, just picture yeah, he's from much. like World War Two. Like he is not modern. Like he is not from 2050, as you would imagine. Like Zenon's no. out here wearing like transparent pink plastic, and meanwhile <laughs> this general looks like he's straight out of World War Two. Totally, I completely agree. It's a really it's a good. Um, it's a look. That I'm thinking it's of. like a costume. It's very clearly like a cheap costume, but you know. Yeah, it's Halloween, and he's dressed up as a military general. He's not actually for like, sure. I would speaking, want to see like his real credentials. Yes. Um. Speaking, it's just a plastic badge. Um. Speaking <laughs> of being dressed up, Margie is wearing like space Chanel. Totally. Yeah. Like, remember on Earth, she was very much like critical of of Xenon's clothes, but, like, she is fully adapted to the space wear. Yeah, I think she was just just jealous, and also I think, like, Margie really knows, like, know your audience. And, like, she's going to for space. Sure. She's gonna fit in. Why does... What's up with the need for so many bright colors in space? I don't totally get it, but I guess because there's no, like, bright colors anywhere else that they have to, like, wear it. I don't know. I mean, Commander Plank almost fell out of the space station. Maybe it's like a safety thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of, that was scary as shit, too. It's like, this dude almost died, and they're just like, okay, now you need to sit and listen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. I don't, yeah, that was frightening, and like, they definitely did not treat it with the level of, like, of concern that they probably should have like this chick is running around potentially killing people and he's just yeah. worried like all my office furniture is gone Zeno's like that child that accidentally opens up like the emergency exit door on a flight for sure but like the reason <laughs> emergency exit doors are like have like 2,000 pounds of pressure going against them where like Zeno's just like pressing buttons you know like there's there's just no way there are safety precautions against these sorts of things and like Xenon just, la- la- like, lackadaisically just bypasses all of them. And, like, why do you... It's harder to get into a bottle of Tylenol than it is for Xenon to, like, open up this space Except, door. Like, I get that it's cool. It's, like, it's great that she's, like, a hero. But why would they give her, like, restricted access to anything she no, wants? Like, she never. doesn't need that shit. What was the point no. of that? She's not an adult. She's still a child. She's still 15 years old. 
completely a joke ridiculous <sighs> also 100% could have sworn that Margie's name was Marnie um, don't at me Marnie's the girl from was. Halloween Town who will, which we will be covering in a few weeks Marnie's also the girl from Girls that totally fits I wish Lena Dunham's name was oh no that's uh, um, Allison Allison Williams Williams name yeah 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 daughter fits of Brian Williams who my family affectionately refers to as just Brian <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah are they big Brian Williams fans? oh the biggest now we now but we love he, like, lie look lester holt okay everyone i do love mistakes. lester holt i do love lester holt he's great he's always he great. got some good like warpy parker glasses anyway he does love he he, lo- he yeah lester's a great guy lester seems like a really nice guy like a straight yeah, shooter but I mean, a nice guy so did brian williams but true anyway <sighs> disappointment yeah, actually. All right, go ahead. Okay, so while working in the Alien Patrol Lab, also known as the AP Lab, um, which sounds like not she's advanced in AP placement. Bio or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I was like, oh, the AP Lab. What? T- like, oh, she was in school. No, Zena doesn't go to school. Don't forget that. <laughs> no, Zena. She does just not does Marnie's homework. She, she doesn't actually go to homework. <laughs> yeah, she just does Marnie's <laughs> homework instead. Yes. Um, so Xenon believes that she hears a zum coming through the monitor, and she's very particular that she is hearing zum, um, which makes sense later on. And so when she presents this information to Commander Plank and Orion, they tell her that it's very unlikely that a message was being received. Um, and also, so Xenon becomes even more upset when she sees that all of her friends, including Nebula and, like, those weird punk-ass 12-year-olds that she hangs out with for some reason, um, want to hang out with Margie. And then the next night in the AP lab, Xenon hears the zums again, but when the general enters, when she's attempting to explain what she is hearing to Commander Plank, he tells her that she is no longer needed for her AP lab assignment, which, again, makes it sound like homework. No, completely. Also, I apologize for just referring to Margie as Marnie because that definitely wow. happened wow. already. Wow, dang! It's, it's going to keep happening. Like, get used to it. Anyway, well, maybe if um, you wouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's how this works. Um, I, but also, I need you to know, I didn't notice. I know. Well, like, I was going to say something, but I'm like, nope, she's reading and she'll be pissed. So I was like, oh, I'll just apologize. Because, like, it was going to eat away at me. Okay. Well, chomp, chomp. Um, <laughs> so Xenon is telling her mom about the Zums as well, because she's just spreading this information far and wide. She's like, yo, everybody, there's aliens. She um, completely and- has no problem looking like a total looney tune like she is very okay with looking like the village crazy person but then like when everybody calls her crazy she's like why is everybody being so mean to me like sorry they don't believe you're like far-fetched obscene ideas you know that's just how the world works they should because last time they didn't believe her ideas and she was right i feel like this is a common thing for her though i feel like she's definitely like the girl who cries wolf for sure. No, she's doing this all the time, but, like, Disney Channel is only showing us, like, these two specific times. She's definitely an attention whore, too. So, like, and I think her dad or something says that later. He's like, I think that you're having a bad week and that you really True. miss the attention. So, like, that might be what's going on here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 100%. That's what I would think. However, she actually does hear the aliens as we know from watching the movie. Um, So she's telling her mom this, and she says, you believe me, right, mom? And then her mom says, I believe you believe you heard something. And I'm like, okay, is this Xenon's mom or Jeff Flake? What's going on here? I mean, that's like a total parenting move. Like, I believe you believe. Like, mm, thanks. So you think I'm crazy, too. Like, I believe you're nuts. But okay. Like, that. that's rough. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) So the military continues to decommission large sections of the space station, space station, which in turn means the families working there must return to Earth. Xenon continues to spiral when she sees Nebula getting close to Margie. 
While playing a game on her zap pad in her room, Xenon receives another Zum message that sounds strikingly like Protozoa's song, Zoom, 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 and infers that the aliens want to meet him. She tells Orion, who actually believes her, but she finally knows better than to say anything to Planker Hammond. Finally. Oh my god. I... Yeah. Um, pretty incredible that the aliens are singing Zoom, Zoom, Zoom to her. I just... Wow. Um, also, I need to say, like, in in this movie, they keep using the word jettison to say, like, they are jettisoning the areas of the space station that they don't need to use anymore. And, like, I still don't really know what that means. I think it kind of means, like, cleaving off, basically, like, chopping or... I don't know. But, yeah, it's a very strange word to use. It sounds futuristic. Yeah, I think because it sounds like the Jetsons, but it's, like, it has nothing to do with <laughs> the Jetsons. That's exactly why. Nope, that's exactly why. Yeah, like, why. it has nothing to do with the Jetsons, but, like, Jetison, oh, no. yeah, it's it's a very strange terminology. Okay, the words they make up are very weird. That's embarrassing. Your next point I completely agree with. I was, like, when they said that, I was, like, that's weird. That is so yeah. weird. One of the things that she said, Olivia's talking about this, you haven't seen this yet, but, um, so when Xenon is, like, working on Marnie's... Oh, my God. On Margie's homework, she's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mar- Margie's, like... I almost did it again. Um, she's like, I need you to do my history report on the stock market crash of 2006. And I was like, ooh, you're not that far off. No, it was so crazy. I was like, holy shit, when was this movie written again? Like... Yeah. Um, it's very Nostradamus. Then, yeah, truly. Um, and another thing quickly i if i was orion i would have been so mad that like i was working at that ap lab for yeah this stupid bitch sits down me Mm -hmm. yeah no this dumb bitch sits down for five minutes and gets a message and he's been yeah he's been working on it for two or three years or whatever never taking a day off and gets nothing what (laughs) how unfortunate also, I think this is the scene, uh, one of the scenes in the in her room, she's playing with her fidget spinners, which is so weird. When you said yeah, that, did I was you like, notice that? I didn't notice it until you sent it to me, but I was like, okay. those are legit fidget spinners, and she's like playing with it like it's a fidget spinner. Yeah, so like, she it's a weird like, contraption kind of thing, but it's totally a fidget spinner. I'll see if I can like put a photo of this on the website or something, but it's like two fidget spinners like on top of each other vertically if that makes sense like not horizontally stacked on top but like vertically one on top of the other like windmills or something but they're fidget spinners and she like flicks them around like you would a fidget spinner it's so weird weird. yeah it was it was so weird when you saw when you said that i'm like i didn't know fidget spinners like were ever like i thought somebody like invented the fidget spinner and then they like took off and now they're like whatever but i didn't realize that the actual device of a fidget spinner like existed I guess a while ago and somebody just turned it into some ADD thing yeah and I feel like it's similar to like people now playing with a Rubik's Cube or like getting a pet rock I feel like in 2050 people will actually be into fidget spinners again I think it'll come back I just think that like I just don't get the whole like fidget spinner thing. I'm just like I have so one. that's it. That's all I do. I mean I think I'm sure I have one too. I probably threw it away, but I mean like for me I'm just like so that's <laughs> that's all it does. That's it. Like what's so cool about it? It just like spins around, you know? Yeah. It's just not that complicated. I, like I just don't understand. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're so cool." I'm like it's just like a wheel, you know? Yeah, no no. No one thinks they're that cool. No, I always thought they, like, did something, or, I don't know, they just, there's nothing to it. It's just a wheel, basically. Like, Xenon's fidget spinner doesn't even, like, light up or, like, show her a hologram. It's just, like, a regular fidget spinner. Yeah, like, two stacked on top, but they're in, like, this, like, weird, like, cage sort of thing. I don't know, it was really weird. But they were definitely, like, just two fidget spinners right next to each other, or stacked on top of each other. I'll see if I can, like, put the video on our Instagram. I think that's a good place for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. Okay. Um, did I read the last one or did you? No, I did I literally didn't. already forgot. Okay. So, Xenon finds out that Nebula and her family have been tapped to move back to Earth. Oh, God, no. And then in order to try to save the space station, Xenon sneaks down to Earth 
casually in a large moving crate um, along with Margie and they immediately head to Xenon's Aunt Judy's house because apparently the United States is like two blocks wide um, <laughs> and she believes the alien story because of course Aunt Judy does and she agrees to help Xenon and Margie find Protozoa because these two teenage girls can definitely find him when like TMZ's been looking for months um, so by dissecting the lyrics, they figure out that Protozoa is hiding in a secluded house known as Nova Linda. And Judy, as irresponsible as ever, drops Xenon and Margie off in the middle of nowhere to hike to Protozoa's house in the, her adorable yellow VW bug. Um, yeah, yeah, so Aunt Judy doesn't seem like she has a lot going on. She's always home. She doesn't seem to work. She believes pretty much anything. Like yeah, she, she's in a long she's distance not relationship with somebody in space. <laughs> she just wow. doesn't seem to like really have it together. But I would. I, I hope for Commander more. Plank, and she's like, "Look, I need some space." Ah, just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I doubt it. But you know, <laughs> cool. Okay, just me. Um, I also want to know, like, what happens to the TSA between now and 2051, because it seems like a lot less security. Yeah, it seems like they've been disbanded completely, so. Yeah. They've just completely imploded. I don't understand. Um, back at the space station, General Hammond watches a completely fake video that Margie has left for him, saying that Xenon has forced her to go to Earth with them. Uh, or with her. He alerts Xenon's parents who finally discover that their daughter is not in her room as they thought. Great parenting. That was On cool Earth, though, honestly. Like the way that Oh, that was Xenon so cool, the sensor. So that like if it heard a knock, it would say her being like, I'm busy, like I'm doing homework, like whatever. Yeah, it was like, like a motion sensor knocked. kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was very crazy. cool. I was I was definitely down for that. Um, I love that, like, they live in a space station and we're like, that's the piece of technology we think it's cool. I think I've, like, so far, like, beyond, like, pushed past the, I I just don't, the whole space station functioning is so, like, unrealistic at this point, but unfortunately, it's the little things. Um, So, on Earth, the girls find Protozoa, show him messages, and convince him to return to space with them to meet the aliens. They look through Xenon's zap pad and find a map that has been downloaded to her, so they send it to Orion to look over. Margie calls her dad to request for him to send a spaceship, but they overhear him telling his lieutenant their true mission is to send all the personnel back to Earth and dismantle the entire station. Whoops. Did you say personal? Personnel. Okay, I heard personal and I was gonna be Oh, it's to send um, all the personnel back to the earth and dismantle the entire station. Yeah, took the wind of out of my sails. The, sorry, speaking of dismantling <laughs> the entire station, still not over them just like shooting pieces of the space station off into space. Like, recycle, do literally anything else other than just space litter. I mean, it is an infinite stretch of. No. Area. So. No. I mean, okay. I mean, sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Don't space litter, guys. <sighs> okay. I'll do what I can. Okay. Great. Um, so Aunt Judy calls Commander Plank to convince him to bring a space shuttle down to Earth, which apparently is a thing they can do. So he asks Hammond if he can pilot the next shuttle to Earth military officers arrive at nebula's house again casual and question her about the whereabouts of xenon next they visit aunt judy's house because she's you know next of kin of course you go to aunt judy's but she escapes over her backyard fence and heads heads back to nebula's house they've already checked nebula's house so like that's where she goes um and commander plank and orion are caught by hammond discussing their plan to meet the aliens (laughs) wow and Plank is placed on full military arrest, and Xenon convinces her mother to overcome her fears and pilot a waste management rocket to Earth. Um, 
weren't Xenon's parents like locked up in their apartment at some point as well? Like, how did they get out of that? Yeah, Orion comes through the ventilation system above their room <laughs> and like drops down and like, and he's the one who says that like Plank has been under full, uh, placed under military rest or whatever. And how did I missed that. Yeah, there's, like, a whole scene where he goes and, like, convinces them. And then the because the mom's, like, so scared to pilot the thing. And the dad's, like, you should do this. Like, this would be great for you. So, like, her and Orion climb back through, like, the air ducts. And they go to the, the like, trash rocket thing. Trash rocket. Love it. Yeah, it's, like, a whole scene. Okay. Apparently there has to be a trash rocket because that they won't just jettison into space. Look at me using the word jettison. You have fully adapted it into your vocabulary. I hope you use this, like, at work tomorrow. And people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Lunarius. You're like, jettison, you know? Like, (laughs) cut. Cut off. (laughs) Boom. I'm going to jettison my sandwich in half. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eject. Good job. Okay, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to jettison right out of this office. Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm not even there yet. Can't wait to leave. (laughs) Um, uh, I think it's your turn. Oh, okay. Mm. So oh, wait, Zenon's- no, that's me. It's me. Sorry, okay. my bad. Okay. okay. Sorry, Xenon's mom and Orion arrive safely to Earth, and everyone quickly boards the rocket to meet the aliens somewhere near the Earth's moon. While waiting for the aliens, Xenon's ship runs out of fuel, and they are sucked in by the moon's gravitational force. Wow. Yeah. I think you had something to say. Oh, all because Orion screwed up. Like, it's just because Orion forgot to put all the gas in there. Stupid. Like, how could you do that? Come on, dude. Like, no you, wonder you the one... aliens didn't want to talk to you. Yeah, seriously. It, so true. They're like, this guy's too dumb. We can't contact him. We have to wait for somebody better. And they yeah, waited three Zenon years. apparently is smarter. Yeah, true. Um, As they are plummeting to their deaths, the aliens arrive and rescue them. The friendly aliens board their ship and communicate to Xenon that their their, their ship's navigational system is broken and they are lost in space. Rather than be impolite and simply take the needed information from their craft, the aliens request to upload Xenon's ship's navigational system in exchange for a tow back to the space station. So nice. Um, one of my favorite, okay, so this quote, I don't know why, I just, like, cracked up completely. So, everybody on the, on the waste rocket is talking about the aliens coming aboard, and Marjorie says, maybe they'll go right through the door, and Xenon's like, they're aliens, Margie, not ghosts, and then they go through the door. Yeah, they go straight through the door. <laughs> Xenon completely underestimates Margie's level of intelligence. Moment for Marnie, Margie. Oh my God, Margie. Yeah. Um. Also, I kind of like. I thought it was kind of cool how they depicted the aliens. Like, I know it was like very different than like our standard portrayal of aliens, but like, I thought it was really cool how it was like really wavy, pretty, like rainbow, like particles almost, and like how they like communicated through her. Like, it was just really. I thought it was a really cool way of doing it. Very different, but cool. Yeah. I totally respect and appreciate the uh, taking a chance on, like, being different, I guess. I I know. Like, I love that they weren't just, like, little green men. Exactly. Like, I was totally... Like, and they were really, like, innovative with the way it was, like, moving, and it was really cool. I, I liked it. Yeah. So... Back at the space station, General Hammond chews out Xenon, because of course he does, for endangering people she loved, but Margie stands up to him in her defense. As a thank you gift for helping them, the aliens return and repair the space station, putting it back into its proper orbit, because apparently it was out of its orbit. I don't know. Um, And that's why they had to dismantle the whole thing, because it was basically unsafe for everybody to be on it the way it was functioning and with the orbit it was in. And it was knocked out of its orbit by the other thing that happened? Yeah, by the the goings-on of the first movie. Okay. Sure. Um, 
uh, dirty mouth, clean it up with Orbit. Um, so Commander Plank <laughs> and Judy get married at a wedding at which Protozoa plays, de- dedicating his new song to Xenon, because once again, she saved the day and dragged him along for the ride. I, again, am a little uncomfortable by the relationship between Xenon and Protozoa, but it's, you know, slightly more normal now, I guess? I don't know. Um, this would be, like, so weird. This would be, like, if Shawn Mendes played at your aunt's tiny intimate wedding in space. That would be so awesome. I love Shawn Mendes, so. It would, but, like, it would be weird if your aunt was, like, had Shawn Mendes at her wedding. But, like, the only reason why he's playing at the wedding is because, like, he's there and it's happening, so, and he, like, it's really more for Xenon than it is, but, like, he's doing her a favor, basically, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Plank and General Hammond have been assigned to co-command the station together, which is cute. And did um, your I'm father... Currently, oh, I'm currently watching The Office, where, and I just recently went through the part where Jim and Michael Scott co-manage uh, Dunder Mifflin, and I just don't know if this is going to work for Plank <laughs> and Hammond. I just... I don't think you... It's, you know, two people doing one job, and I don't think it's necessary. You know what we should do to find out if it works? No, we shouldn't. <laughs> we should watch Z3. Next, next okay. year. Um, so, due to her father's new assignment, Mar- Margie, I almost did it again, I swear. Okay, I know. Margie will be staying at the space station, but Xenon is happy since the two have now built a friendship. Can we get a really good Margie arc here? And that's what's important. So my plot take on this is that Protozoa is completely unnecessary being in this movie. Like, there's that's just no so reason. so rude. How dare you? There's just no reason for him to be in this movie. And it's just, like, adding time. Like, they, they insert his character to just add time. That song is stuck in my head, too. I'm not going to sing it because I really don't know the words, but this this melody and stuff is stuck in my head. I just watched it, and I don't remember it, so. <laughs> it was and stuck I, like, in my head the whole for, like, song. a day. The whole song. The, I watched the whole song because I was, like, finishing my notes while the song galaxy was playing because I'm like, oh, this is the end. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Box. That's it. That was an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was really accurate. Yeah, um. Yeah, it's to just... To be fair, it, I, like, can't hear right now, so... Yeah, it, 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 there was just no reason to have, like, Protozoa in this movie. Like, they, I wish they would have, like, had another character or something. Like, I don't know. It's too much of a go-back to the first movie, which was so bad. But, but like, the, the aliens had to want to meet him. They didn't want to meet him. They wanted to meet no. her. Xenon had to think that the aliens wanted to meet him. But, like, they could have just made the alien's message, like, directly to Xenon and okay, done away look. with the whole protozoa thing. Take Versus, it up like, with Manny, was, okay? Because the whole point, like, when when they get there, he's like, oh, you wanted to meet me. And they're, and they're like, no, we want nothing to do with you. And it was like, what the hell was the whole point of going to Earth to get, like, this was such a waste of time. We just wasted a whole 40 minutes of movie for no reason. It was, I, like, I found that to be completely ridiculous, but I digress. Yeah. A full hour on Disney Channel with commercials. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. So overall, except Disney Channel thought... has like usually fairly good commercials. They're all like Disney Channel focused commercials. They like advertise their own channel, so it was and never like, as bad as like yeah, it was never like as bad as real commercials. No, 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 no. Um, I will say, far better than the first scene on oh my god so much better so much better i definitely didn't hate watching this for sure like i didn't loathe every moment of this movie which i did with the first one the first one was like rough to get through this one was much better they didn't focus as much on like the space stationy stuff or like this like novel concept of like people living in space in this one that i feel like they definitely did in the first one that like this is such a great idea this is so cool let's focus on that where like this one they kind of like moved a little bit more into the plot into the character development of like marnie and xenon's friendship nebula got a little marnie. bit more time or margie <laughs> and xenon's friendship nebula got some time to like have her own conflict like it it was much better yeah overall definitely better 
Do you have... Okay, who's your character that you keep an eye on, first of all? We're done. Who's your character? Yeah. My character's Orion, because I think he's super cute, and I don't remember him being in the movie at all, so, like, I was surprised, and pleasantly surprised to yeah, see no, him. Yeah, no, I didn't remember him at all. My I was happy Greg was gone. My character to keep an eye on, I don't think you're gonna like this. Uh-oh. Margie. It's Protozoa. Get out. I thought he's he was the, great in this. I no, thought he was hilarious. he's like he's so worthless. Like he he okay. is worthless. Speak for yourself, lady. All right, he is a worthless okay. character. Um, what's your rating so, here? My rating. Let me switch over. I have it pulled up. So I rated this a two point five because I rated the original. Xenon a 2.0 and this one was definitely better but I also gave Monsters Inc. a 3 it's like it wasn't as good as like Monsters Inc. I don't think but I would definitely do a 2.75 if I could but I can't so it's a 2.5 what did I give Xenon? a 3 you gave it a (laughs) 3 which is just completely out of control look what an abuse of power. We hadn't, re- we hadn't watched anything else. Um, what did yeah, for Monsters sure. Inc? But two weeks later, uh, but two weeks later, you gave Life Size a one. So, like, I don't know what we were thinking <laughs> watching the first Xenon. Um, we were just out of control no, on that first movie. To be fair, movie. Xenon was far better than Life Size. Life Size is, like, a piece of shit movie. It is trash. It is complete trash. Garbage. You gave Monsters, Inc. a 3.5. Okay. I gave the first one a 3. Yeah, you gave Xenon a three. I was I'm gonna give it the same as I gave Monsters Inc. It's a three point five. It's a three point five. Great. So it has a three overall. That's not fair. bad. I'm like happy with good that. redemption story. <laughs> I mean it got redeemed what, like a point? Two? A half a point. It averaged out to two point <laughs> five last time, so now it's like a three. But I mean like Yeah, a real redemption I, arc, half a point. You know, Whatever. I mean, I think our other redemption story would be um, definitely Cheetah Girls and Cheetah Girls 2. Because Cheetah Girls 2 ended up with a 4.0 overall. And Cheetah Girls 1 was a 1.5. So, like, true redemption story for Cheetah Girls. Ouch. Okay. Yes. Um, I have a bit of a game. Okay. The game that I have is, you know, just something quick that I found... Uh, didn't make it up, so that's fun. Um, quick question, and that question is, did you re-listen to our Xenon episode? No. Great. Um, so the, the game that I have is a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. And it is, how well do you remember Xenon Girl of the 21st Century? And I think we're gonna crush this. Uh, subtitle, zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom. Oh, dear. And this is by your namesake. This is by Olivia Rote, community contributor. Oh. So you might have made this. Okay. I I did not. Easiest question first. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go. What is Xenon's last name? Is it Car, Star, Kling, or Plank? Car. Ding, ding, ding. Thanks. Truly, I didn't even need the need the thing, so I'm gonna kill this one. Okay, great. Whom does Xenon <laughs> stay with during her stay on Earth? Her mom's best friend, her aunt, or her family's old neighbor? Her aunt Judy. Incredible. What I is the it. name of the band that Xenon and her best friend Nebula are obsessed with? that Xenon describes as her crush major. I'm not going to give you options. You have to just get this. Protozoa. I believe that's incorrect. The actual band is Microbe. Oh no! Okay. Okay. But close. Um, Why does Xenon get grounded? I'll give you the options on this one because it's tricky. Um... The first option is she goes outside the space station so she can see a solar flare and her dad finds out. 
The second option is the owner of the space station visits. She sneaks into his room because she suspects something and he catches her. C. She gets caught breaking into the space station's memory bank. Or D. She accidentally launches a space shuttle into orbit. So I know the solar flare thing happened, but I don't think that's why she got sent to Earth. So I think it's C. uh, The memory bank. Okay. Also, it's not telling me if these answers are correct or not. But I think it was the first one. I think it was the solar flare. But that happened at the very beginning of the movie, so that's not why she got sent to I know, to she Earth. got grounded at the very beginning. But I meant grounded isn't, like, because they referred to her grounded as, like, going to Earth. When do you find out if these are the right answers? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know why I can't figure this out. Give me one second. Let me, like, refresh or something. Why isn't it telling me? Can you answer all of them, and then it gives you the answers at the end? I don't know. Okay, what the heck, BuzzFeed? What the heck? Um, during what year is the movie set? 2050. That's not an option. So the options are 2049, 2078, 2088, and 2033. Okay, 2049. Okay, I think that's right. Um, Xenon ends up winning a contest where the prize is a chance to dance on stage with her favorite band. How does she win? She makes that clay statue thing. Nailed it. Um, How old is Xenon? 14? I I have The options are 14, 14. 15, and 13. I don't know. Um, Oh, she's either 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, Fill in the blanks of this memorable Xenon quote. One blank and my life is a living blank. So the options are Sin Minor and Black Hole, Mistake Micro and Black Hole, or Misstep Lunarius and Nightmare. And I don't know which one is the right answer, I think. I yeah, how can you give me a quiz when you don't know the answers? I, I Look, I I'm thought sure. I was going to know the answers. BuzzFeed is really dropping the ball on this one. Wait, is there no way to find out? The, so we have no idea what these answers are I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to get to the end and see. But I don't know why it's not telling me. Oh my god. Are you like selecting one or like are you actually like selecting these answers or is it just like not even? Yes. Okay, so. I think I'm not selecting them. What was, okay, can you read me the answers again? No, well, let's skip that one. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I'm just making sure. <laughs> what gift does Nebula give Xenon right as Xenon okay. is departing for Earth? An earring, a bracelet, a necklace, or a photo album? It's the earring. This. An earring. Nailed it. Um, do, do, do. What evil plan does Xenon thwart? The owner of the spacecraft and his toady are trying to get the space station to self-destruct so they can collect the insurance money. B. The owner of the space station is attempting to steal the secrets of the space station's lab and sell them. Or C. Captain Plank is attempting to cause the space station to crash land on Earth. A. The insurance money. That was crazy. Yeah, that's definitely right. I remember I completely forgot about that until right now. And that was like the craziest (laughs) thing. He was just going to murder everyone to get the insurance money. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, garbage. Um, Which of the following is not one of the names of Xenon's space station friends? And I don't know the answer to this. So I hope you do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is a mess. This is truly a mess. We are coming into this world the way that we came into this world. What? That's not how you say it. What? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, okay, so the options are Lynx, Aquilat, A-Q-U-I-L-L-A-T, Leo, and Sagittarius. I There's no way B, there's someone named I have Sagittarius. No <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like B is, like, a weird name, too. Like, I don't even know how they would pronounce it. So, I know, like, A and C are for sure, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What does Xenon's parents do? They're scientists. Nailed it. The, the option is literally, they're scientists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great. At the concert at the end of the movie, who dances on stage? And the options are Xenon, Nebula, Commander Plank, and Xenon's mom. Nebula. Nailed it. Yay. And I 
don't know what any of the answers are, so I'm sorry. Who knows? Like, it doesn't give you any of the answers? <laughs> nope. <laughs> what is this? Does it tell you Whoa. how many you got right? <laughs> nope. Here. Um, you can take it and see if it tells you, but mine just isn't telling me. <sighs> this is... This is... So... This is very professional. Cool. What, what a good quiz. What a what a great ending. So One year in, and we are week, doing Olivia? the we are worse than we started out apparently. Um, hold on. Let me see what we're doing next week because I already forgot. Even though I know we're we doing thirteen, going on thirty. Oh right, and that's movie number fifty, correct? Yes, yes. So the week after thirteen, going on thirty, is our top fifty. Um, or our top 10 of the 50 movies that we have done already. So we're just going to go back through, find out what our top uh, our top 10 are, and kind of go through our rankings and see if we still agree or how we feel about everything. So it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll and be then a the week top after 10 that, we're out of 50. Do yeah. we each get an honorable... Excuse me. Wow. Do we each get an honorable mention? I mean, maybe, but they're such like already the numbers are the rankings are so like very like they're very much laid out. So like, That's we'll fine. see. Okay, I'm like excited to see how everything like kind of pans out though. So that'll be fun. Same. How fun! Okay, great. So we will see you then, but we might see you before then. We might do a mini sode. Who knows? You know, we're just in this world where we do whatever we want, and it's really a uh, a whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. Um, no one can tell us no or where to go or if we should do mm-hmm. a mini-sode. Um, so true. I really brought Very that true. home. Yeah, you, uh, you, you went for it on that one. All right. Thank you. So we'll see you on Tuesday, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe. We'll see you when we see you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye.